Everybody, this is Illy Dish, and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Gangsta Certified. First up, we have Gemini Brown's weekly forecast, letting you know what the astrological weather will be this week, how it'll affect you, and what you can do to best manage it. And then after that, I just give some full moon in Libra talk. It's the second full moon in Libra that we're having. This is a rare occurrence, but this is very, very important. So, hoping you guys are having a great week. Stay tuned for more Spiritual Gangsta Certified. What's going on, world? It's your boy Gemini Brown here, back with another episode of Nala Kicking Knowledge. Today, we'll be taking a look at this week's forecast, seeing what the stars have in store for us. So, let's get into it. As always, shout out to all the Aries celebrating birthdays this week. Pay attention to this energy because it's um, it's going to be an interesting one. So, this week, towards the end of the week, Friday to be exact, we have a full moon occurring in the sign of Libra. It's a very significant full moon. And for me, the significance comes uh, within the degrees. Uh, this full moon will be occurring at 29 degrees uh, Aries as well as 29 degrees Libra. And as always, you should consider the themes of Aries and Libra. And full moons are a time of wants versus needs. And um, a seeking of a balance, you know, a release, release to find a balance. So this week, y'all, we're going to be releasing things and we're going to release these things in turn. Whatever we release is going to help us achieve greater balance within our lives. Okay. Uh, greater harmony within our relationships uh, and overall more self-confidence and uh, assertiveness. And it's really going to highlight our, our self-worth, okay? So this is what this full moon is really, really going to be about. But before we get there, we have early in the week, Tuesday to be exact, a grand square, a mutable grand square, sorry, mutable grand square. So it's exactly what it sounds like. It is when all there's energy within all the mutable signs and they happen to be making uh, angles squaring one another. All right. So this is going to be activated when the moon goes into Virgo. Of, of course, we know we have Jupiter in Sagittarius. We have Neptune in Pisces as well as uh, Mercury and Venus, but they won't be a part of this uh, square. So it's going to be Neptune and Pisces you want to look at. Um, the Moon and Virgo, Jupiter and Sagittarius, and then Mars in Gemini. And, you know, I could go, I could talk about, there's a lot of different ways to explain grand uh, squares. Did I say it right? Yeah, grand squares. And we want to really look at the modality, and it is mutable. So 
we know squares are tense aspects. They present some type of discomfort. And then mutable energy is about transitioning. It's about being flexible. Okay? So what's going to happen here is whatever areas of life that this grand square is affecting for you, you're going to be called to be a lot more flexible. You're going to have to kind of be ready to roll with the punches. Okay? And there's going to be one area in particular that you're going to really need to take hold of in order to affect some type of balance. Okay? So it's like, think about it. You got Sagittarius is going to be squaring um, Virgo as well as square Pisces. So you really want to read this in the sense of, okay, what Sagittarius themes in my life am I struggling with, with and what's being presented to me and how can I bring some sort of balance or how can I roll with what's going on here? Okay, so to give a quick example using what I just stated, let's say you have this in your fourth house, right? Let's say you have Sagittarius in your fourth house and it's squaring that moon in the first and it's squaring that Neptune in the seventh, okay? There can be, there can be an issue regarding your home life, right? Like maybe you suddenly have to move and you know this this moving messes with your security, the moon, right? And that overall is, you know, gonna mess with your overall sense of self and how you relate to the world, right? And then it's gonna force you to uh, maybe have to live with, okay, or be in a situation with someone who is very Neptunian-like. All right. Like I said, this can play out a lot of different ways, but it's 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 about it's a matching game, okay? And then the same could be. So what's happening is right. So then we we go in and we say, okay, Virgo is about finding solutions to problems. So this change in home life is gonna force me to have to adapt a new routine and a new approach towards. How I deal with others, opposite, seventh house, okay? Um, or there's, you know, I have to be wise within my dealings with others. You know, uh, may, and another way you could read is like in my home life, there could be some type of deception, okay? So it's like, it's like a matching game. And then if we want to go ahead and connect, um, let's flip the house. Let's say Neptune is in the 10th. And that's going to square Gemini in your first house, okay? There can be some type of gossip at work. There could be some lies at work that is being told about you that gets you really angry, all right? So, like I said, it's a matching game. You want to see what 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 is the universe throwing at me right now and how am I going to, you know, be flexible and get through this? All right, but this is just a minor thing within the the bigger theme of the week, which is the releasing of 
you know, certain types of habits and, and thinkings and ways of approaching that are affecting our overall balance and self-confidence, okay? So, going back to this full moon, this full moon has very interesting aspects. So, Mercury um, is going to finally be out of the sign of Pisces. Of course, we know it retrograded. So, you know, it's coming to the end of that transit. Let's take a real, real hard, and especially for my Mercury-ruled people, you're going to feel completely different. You're going to be feeling like, okay, I know what I, I know where I've been fucking up at, and I got a new motivation towards, you know, making things better, a new approach towards things, okay? But overall, all of us want to look at what was learned during this retrograde. Who came back around? What um, Did I say the things that I needed to say? If you didn't, you're going to get a chance to do so because Mercury in Aries is very direct. It's, you know, it's fiery. So um, you could take what was learned during the retrograde and really have enough confidence now to, to say that. And Mercury is going to be conjuncted with Chiron and speaking, you know, saying what you feel, sticking up for yourself, right, can really lead towards, you know, some type of triumph and, and uh, feeling overall better about, you know, your sense of self and your ability to communicate how you feel and what you think, all right? So Mercury and Aries is going to be a lot more direct, uh, communication okay we should really have a better understanding of how to approach these things better so if you've if you've been too hasty now you're like okay I need to tap into that Pisces energy and be more compassionate within my speech all right so that's some food for thought then um we got Venus creeping towards the end of Pisces as well and that's going to, at the time of the full moon, be quinconux to the moon in Libra. All right? And, you know, quinconuxes, remember, they're things that don't add up. They're actually like imbalances. So how I see this is that, you know, some type of whatever has been repressed, okay, whatever has been secretly sabotaging us, whether it be an attitude, and habit, um, you know, whatever, it's going to come to a head. We're going to see clearly how this is affecting us. Or, like I said before, earlier in the week, we can come to a point where we're like overindulging, okay? Um, and we're completely off balance. So we realize it in that way. But we, there's going to be a need to release whatever is repressed, whatever, you know, has been dwelling in the depths. Okay, there's going to be a need to, to release that in order to achieve greater harmony. You know, this can be, this is relationships and this is emotions. This is, so personal relationships, there can be a lot going on there too. And it can feel, it can feel tense. But you want to know something? Overall, by coming to, you know, a resolution about how to approach it, which is going to be about tapping more, having more 
confidence as well as understanding of others is that's what's going to lead to the balance okay so dig deep the way i really feel is that it's more of uh it's more of our desire nature right now some like wanting too much of something or, or dwelling too much within something so being too in love with love you know um indulging in too much of pleasure things like that gotta do something in order to bring balance there okay then you have the sun conjuncting um, uh, Uranus it's gonna be at the 29th degree Aries Uranus is, is there a Taurus so we're we're getting that early urge to change things up all right at the same time with the moon opposite that the energy especially full moons are always times of increased uh, energy uh, we can be quite agitated we can be uh, extra impulsive shit Mars is in Gemini which is you know pushing uh, duality on everyone so I would say seek to change but don't seek change for the sake of change. Don't force anything, all right? Because it could come back to bite you in the ass. So overall, we're keeping in the frame of mind of this full moon in Libra, which is about leading with balance, which is about leading with harmony. Let's not do anything that's gonna hurt people's feelings, okay? Yeah, we want change, but we don't want to, we don't want change at, at for the sake of like, uh, at the cost of, Hurting someone we care about, which creates, you know, even more unbalance, okay? But, like I said, at the same time, if it's something that is hurting your your independence or your, your, your ability to express that Aries energy, you just have to find a, a solution or a point of balance, okay? So, it's going to be a really, uh, it's going to be a tense week. It's going to be a tense week, but it's a week where if we act accordingly, right? If we really use this knowledge that we have, I swear these things are so significant. Like I look, I, I sit there and I'm like, damn, this shit's happening on the 29th degree. Like this is basically taking airy season and, and you know, the, the Mercury retrograde and literally saying, okay, what did you learn? Sum it up, put it into action. That's pretty much how I see it. You know what I mean? So always remember, guys, um, with this activated energy that we have uh, in terms of the knowledge of reading the stars, we're not victims. Okay, the point is to read the stars to not change our fate, but yeah, I guess, you know, change it, uh, just flow with the energy better. All right? So we're not victims. Okay? So knowledge is power. All right. So, y'all, this is my interpretation of this week's forecast. Uh, feel free to let me know, you know, what's going on with you, what you think, because um, I think we're all going through some shit out there. But uh, if you haven't subscribed to my channel, feel free to do so. Until next time. Peace.
so hey welcome back to another episode of spiritual gangster certified i'm your host illy vish and just wanted to take some time out to do a little libra relationship talk the reason that i'm doing this um we are experiencing on friday yet another full moon in libra um the last full moon that we had was a full moon in libra this is a rare occurrence um this one is going to be at 29 degrees and seven minutes of libra opposing the sun in aries at 29 degrees and seven minutes and just taking a look at the chart thinking about some things that we've come through over the past couple weeks and it just touched on me that we should probably kind of talk about some things now during the last full moon in libra mercury was still in its retrograde and i feel like just mercury and pisces was very taxing on a lot of people because mercury don't like being in pisces because it rules pisces opposite sign virgo however uh this particular full moon is interesting to me now technically the sun will be conjunct uranus within a couple of degrees even though uranus is in taurus i feel like that's shining a spotlight on a lot of unexpected changes that we can look forward to aries season really brought out the fire in us remember aries is cardinal fire so it's like let's go let's just like get this thing done and the sun being at the 29th degree um of aries that's giving a sense of urgency i think uh to really just push forward um and worry about self however since the moon whenever there's a full moon it's opposing the sun um this is a call for balance because oppositions always cause for balance call for balance excuse me so libra is the sign of the relationship to others and this is where this moon will be i am kind of feeling like there may be a return to thinking about what is really important not only to us but in relationship to who we relate to so with the sun in you know this kind of conjunction to uranus it's going to get closer by the time tar season starts of course but um as i've stated previously Uranus and Taurus, because Uranus is about sudden change and it rules Aquarius, and Taurus being a fixed earth sign that does not want to move on its own, this is a time frame, um, it's an eight year transit actually that Uranus will be where it is, but um, this is a time frame where we really have to be pushed out of our comfort zones. Um, There would be innovations I think with food and and you know money i think cryptocurrency i'm hearing a lot of people talk about it's going to come more to the fore but back to being pushed out of your comfort zone the sun which is about our vitality and wherever it shines kind of shines a spotlight on things is calling for us to examine self and do any last minute changes unexpectedly that we may need to do in order to just kind of bring things to the point where they need to be now our relationships with others was a huge focus during um mercury retrograde mercury retrograde brings back you know people from your past it's a time where we've been reviewing things uh renewing things doing all of the reads and now that that's over 
and we don't have to really contend with that uncomfortable energy because remember mercury is about our thought processes and how we communicate and pisces is a sign about feelings and it got people in their feels i mean the entire time mercury was in pisces not just when it was retrograde or in its shadow there was a lot of stuff that came up for people i did a lot of readings where people were saying either exes came back um old situations that they thought were like way in the past were back and it was just really a lot for people to handle now we're also dealing with mercury being in aries now and with mercury in aries the thought processes can be a little abrupt um there could be a lot of communicating without talking we may feel like asserting ourselves a lot more especially after being in that like I want to say underwater cage of Pisces, uh, cause when I think of Pisces energy and as a Pisces, I feel like I have the right to talk shit about Pisces <laughs> cause I embody this energy. I'm very, very familiar with it, but it kind of really kept us in our feels. I don't know how all of y'all have felt since, what was it? February 19th. We had a 60 days basically with Mercury and Pisces. This is a long damn time for Mercury to be in its, like, fall position. But um, the good thing about it, I think, was it made us face a lot of the things that we were feeling. And now that Mercury is in a fire sign, we can now assert how we feel. So whatever came up for you during that time frame, it'll make sense if now you're able to really kind of see it a little bit better, speak on it better. But you do want to be careful. Because Aries energy can be a lot about, hey, I'm going to fly by the seat of my pants. So, you know, speaking without thinking is no bueno. Um, We're still dealing with a lot of different energy. Now, Venus is conjunct Mercury. And let me tell you guys. Venus is at the 28th degree of Pisces um, when we have this full moon. So even though it's technically in a different sign than Mercury, they're still conjunct within degree. I kind of feel like this may have people speak a little bit more about some of the romanticized feelings that they've had. Because Venus loves being in Pisces. It absolutely adores it. Um, This, I felt like the transit with uh, Venus and Pisces was about romanticizing love, especially, you know, from the standpoint of, Ooh, we had the full moon in Libra the last time. And there was a lot of focus on our relationships. This is coming up again because we're still dealing with this, um, Venusian energy in the, you know, realm of the fishes. I also wanted to say if anybody has been feeling like, really kind of like they need to get on their grind looking back to at the energy with pluto the south node and saturn in capricorn hunty let me tell you this energy has been in my fourth house for a minute i can't wait till it gets out my fourth house i feel like i just cannot get settled like i'll be moving yet again it's (laughs) it's almost ridiculous i don't even know exactly how to respond to it But all this relationship stuff has got me really in depth in touch with 
you know, my own attitudes towards relationships. I am a Libra rising. Relationships have played a major theme throughout my entire life. Like, seriously, I have been paired up as long as one could possibly be paired up. And then in another pairing and then another pairing. And what I'm feeling during this time frame is that we really need to re-examine whether or not we are being fulfilled in relationships, but also if we're giving what we should be to fulfill those that we are in relationships with. Now, granted, a lot of people are going to think automatically of romantic relationships, but I do want to point out Libra rules one-to-one relationships. That could be business partnerships. You know, that could be your one-to-one friendships with friends. It doesn't necessarily have to be about like romantic relationships but Pluto is going to be squaring this full moon listen listen okay Pluto wants to transform squares are about challenges it's literally like somebody saying look come on let's go let's fight so there is a fight between emotions And our ability to change. Are you being stubborn? Are you thinking too much about yourself? Because Aries energy can be stubborn. Um, It can be self-centered. And when it comes to looking at how we deal with other people, well, I'm sure I don't have to tell a lot of you that being stubborn really doesn't get you favor with others. Like, it's our ability to be open. Um, It's our ability to share. It's our ability to be vulnerable I really believe that you know kind of gives us the energy that's necessary to deal with other people yes your needs are very important like I think there are some people that need to kind of hear what I'm about to say next because I've always been the person that's always been like so self-sacrificing in relationships that I've done so to my own detriment So for me, I'm taking this full moon as a time for me to really examine if I'm doing too much for the other and neglecting myself. This theme, I mean, if you want to look back at the new moon in Libra, which was during the fall, I feel like full moons close things out. But for a lot of us last fall, especially because Venus was retrograde in Scorpio, Yo, shit was not, (laughs) it was not easy to figure out. I mean, there were all sorts of things happening all across the board for people, regardless of what their personal chart looked like. Because, you know, Venus in Scorpio, that's another, you know, position that, you know, the planet didn't like being in because Venus rules Taurus and it rules Libra. So when it was in Scorpio, it was in a fall position. Um, Scorpio likes depth, looking into like your soul basically can be very suspicious. So Venus wants to appreciate beauty. Venus wants to like be amongst all the aesthetically pleasing things. And Venus, when it's in the opposite sign of Scorpio Taurus, I happen to have this placement. So I totally understand that it wants to indulge. Whereas when Venus was retrograde in Scorpio, Oh, that that was a very suspicious just time frame. Like, honestly, just there was shit coming out. People weren't believing people. 
I mean, this could happen usually at any time, depending on what's going on in your chart, but I feel like on a grand scale, this was going on. So now that we've had six months or so, basically, to kind of really peer deep into our partnerships, this full moon that we're having now should be a second opportunity since we had a full moon in uh, Libra before, but it was like at zero degrees. Um, but this should be another opportunity for us to really release some of the outdated patterns that we had in regards to relationships. Now, for people who have a hard time maybe paying attention to themselves like I did, like I was always giving more to the other. And when you do that, I mean, hey, it's a beautiful thing. It can be a beautiful thing to be, you know, sacrificing and giving and free. But take it from me. I mean, if you're too sacrificing and too giving and eschew your needs for the needs of others to an extreme, well, that breeds resentment. So for anybody who's ever had issues or sees that there is a pattern of issues where essentially you've been the one to give too much, you felt like a doormat, this is a really good time frame to kind of look within to your own needs and not necessarily forget about the needs of other people, but just to strike that balance between realizing that you're just as fucking important as they are. Now, to the other extreme, there are people that have felt like, you know, I'm not getting my needs met. I'm not really experiencing what I want to in relationships. And then there are people who are feeling like, well, you know, I've been so focused on me, I don't know how to have a relationship. These are all themes depending on, you know, where you are in your life, what your experiences are that you can choose to focus on during this time frame. I'll tell everybody all the time that I don't necessarily broadcast my rituals all the time because I feel like that takes away from my magic, to be very honest with you. However, I did get some questions from a few people who messaged me on the Spiritual Gangsta Certified page about general things that they could look to do, especially during a full moon. And since full moons represent culminations, um, things coming to an apex, you know, you can see what you can keep. Like, the spotlight is definitely shown on, on what you can keep, but there's a spotlight shown on what needs to fall away. We've had 60 days, you guys, to be in our feelings with Mercury and Pisces. Now we can assert ourselves. What we learned about how we feel in relationship to other people, um, what we learned about, you know, areas of our lives that we had to backtrack and, you know, review once again, all of these things are here for us now to go, okay, well, what's, I, I want you to kind of be like a little Virgo with it, like separate what's necessary from what's not. So what I used to do when I first started full moon rituals, I'll share that with everybody. I used to get a piece of paper and I would write down the things that I wanted to release. Now, I wasn't just willy-nilly just writing anything down. I would really give some thought to some things that had popped up and continuously showed, you know, me a sign that, hey, you know, this needs to go. This isn't working. The patterns in your life that you find yourself just 
constantly getting trapped into, you know, you can't expect something different to come about if you're doing the same thing. So it's really, really important to get to the point where you recognize what those patterns are, can separate, you know, what's necessary from what isn't and let things go. So if you write those things down on a paper, I used to tend to do things like I'd write a sentence before it, like, on the night of this full moon, I'm so dramatic, let me tell you. <laughs> on the night of this full moon, I release the following things to the universe where they are no longer suited for my highest good. You can write something like that or a variation of it. I would then make sure that I had like a bucket or a bowl of water. I would um, get a candle. I had these um, candles that I had gotten from a shop that, you know, were for different purposes. And one was that I used a lot. It was a manifestation candle. And again, because full moons are about culminations, I feel like anything that you put into the works at a new moon or six months prior on the same um, sign. So like the new moon in Libra back in the fall, you know. That was a time where I was just building the manifestation. But what I do is I would thank the universe for, you know, things coming to fruition that I had, you know, instituted previously. Writing things down that I want to release. And then, you know, I would sign my name, sign my full name, um, have some sage burning. And for me, I would light the sage and then light my paper aflame that I had written things down on that I wanted to let go of with my sage and just watch it burn. And I would do that outside under the full moon. I mean, I just felt it, it just fit the theme. But I want to encourage people to go within to what feels right. If you know the themes, you know, full moons are for releases. However you choose to release unto yourself, you don't have to share it with a bunch of people. You don't have to do your ritual with a bunch of people. Rituals are supposed to be done so that they remind you of what it is that you're focused on. Now, when we're letting go of things, I'm not saying that we should be focused on what we're letting go of. It's actually that you should be focused on, you know, what you're building so that the other things fall away so that they're no longer a part of the equation. So, you know, remembering writing things down and burning them, like when some of those issues could possibly pop up later, you can remind yourself, hey, like, you know, you physically wrote this shit down, gave it to the universe, and then burned it. I mean, what better way to release things? So that's something that I used to do. I don't think that everybody has to do the same thing, but since there were a couple questions that had come up regarding that, I thought I would share everybody I implore you at this time really look into what works for you in your one-to-one relationships and what doesn't recognize the things that have come up for you over the past 65 days or such you know before mercury popped back into a manageable side I hate to say it like that but you know Uh, When it was in Pisces, it really didn't like being there. So that's why I'm saying that. But, you know, think about the things that came up for you. Did anybody pop up that you had unfinished business with? Did any feelings pop up that you had unfinished business resolving? You know, you should be at a point now where you can, like, be like the fool card in tarot. You can step out off the ledge, off the cliff, 
just ready, willing to walk into something new at this point. Because we've already gotten our fair share of being pulled down into our feels. Remember, Pisces energy is very intuitive, but at the same time, what's another thing that feelings can do? You can get deluded by them if you're not careful. So now that we've taken a swim, it's time to stand out in the sun and communicate what we're thinking and feeling. Make sure that you are being fair to yourself. This is another Libran theme, being about the scales. What balance can you find within yourself? And remember also, because we have Chiron now in Pisces, the wounded healer, as Chiron is known, is I feel like stepping up to take responsibility for your own healing. This is very important. A lot of times we can kind of get into martyr complex victim mentality where when you review the things that have happened to you, you get so upset about the fact that it happened to you. There's like a woe is me attitude. All that time we had with Chiron and Pisces, listen, you had plenty of time to come face to face with some of the things running on the undercurrent for you, especially emotionally. And because Chiron deals with wounds, well, emotional wounds. Now that it's in Aries, be the warrior. Be the warrior that steps up and says, okay, I recognize where I've been hurt. I recognize the lessons that I've learned. And now it's time for me to step up and claim responsibility for my healing. If you're able to heal yourself, then you can definitely heal the relationships that you have with other people. I hope everybody has a great week. Next week, I'll be officially announcing some major changes that have come about for the show. And we're going to have some great people that are going to be regular contributors. I'm so happy. So blessed. We're almost a year in here. <clears throat> Excuse me. At Spiritual Gangsta Certified. I started this podcast on May 15th, 2018. That was the day that Uranus went into Taurus last year. I was definitely pushed out of my comfort zone because I wanted to do a podcast for so long, but uh, it just pulled back a bit. I don't know what I was scared of because I absolutely adore doing this. We've got great feedback. Our audience has grown and things are just going to get better from here. So year two of Spiritual Gangsta Certified podcast is coming and it's definitely going to be lit. I want to thank everybody consistently tunes in. I want to thank everybody who consistently interacts on the Facebook page. You guys have made doing this the one of the best things that I've ever gotten to be a part of in my life. So remember, full moon blessings to everyone. But this is a time where you should be focusing on balancing out treating yourself well, and then treating people well that you're in relationships with. What can you do to not only heal yourself, but have better relationships with others? What work can you step up to the plate to get done? I keep reminding people with Saturn and Capricorn, if you're integrous, you will be rewarded. And, and (laughs) remember that Jupiter is retrograde. Um, Saturn and Capricorn are going to follow it pretty soon. And I know people are like panicking, but I don't look at these as bad things at all not bad at all like 
slowing down, recovering ground is always a blessing. If we just sped, you know, fast forward all through life all the time and never got a time to kind of slow down and check ourselves, ooh, that would not be good. So again, everybody, focus is on relationship to self and others. Make sure, make sure, make sure that you're being honest with yourself. Make sure that that honesty is something that can translate over into how you interact with others. Because the thing about it is we can't have better relationships with people if we're not honest with ourselves and if we're not honest with them. It's just how it is. So I hope you get exactly what it is that you need out of this energy. And thank you again for listening to another episode of Spiritual Gangsta Certified. Illy Vish, out.